0: Coming up on today's edition of Locked On Eagles, another wild day of free agency to recap. Could Darius Slay, after potentially being released, be on his way back to Philadelphia? Fletcher Cox is back. Miles Sanders on his way out. We got takeaways on this Wednesday edition of Locked On Eagles.
1: You are Locked On Eagles, your daily Philadelphia Eagles podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: We thank you so much for making Lockdown Eagles your first listen each and every day. Welcome, in Eagles fans, to a Wednesday edition of the alongside my co-host, Gino Camilleri. You can find our podcast Monday through Friday on all platforms and on YouTube as well, and on Twitter at Lockdown Birds at DBIASI, L-O-E, and at GC24 underscore football. What another crazy day of free agency. Today was the official day that players could sign pen to paper contracts for free agency at four o'clock on this Wednesday afternoon. And Gino things got pretty fast and chaotic early on in the morning with the potential release of Darius slay, according to Adam Schefter, but it was really according to slay. He tweeted it out himself. He said, thanks for everything, Philly. Let's see where we're going to next. Then we hear the news about Fletcher Cox resigning. We'll have our takeaways about that. Miles Sanders signs with the Carolina Panthers. Of course, all the Aaron Rodgers drama, this LeBron James-like decision drama was just ridiculous. He leaves the NFC. And then, right before we record, it's 9.45, and this is why we've been waiting till late at night to record these shows, because we want all of the news to come in. Jocena Anderson, and, and you noticed it, you're like, why haven't they said Darius Slay wasn't released yet? They officially announced the James Bradbury extension, Fletcher Cox, et cetera, et cetera. And then Josina Anderson of ESPN tweets out that the Eagles are having a hard time letting Darius Slay go. And maybe general manager, Howie Roseman could pull a rabbit out of the hat and make something work. And that would be awesome. Gino. It was one of those things when they released him that I understood, but I really wasn't happy about and wanted them to find a way to make it work. And
1: maybe they still can. Let's hope that was one of the most surreal things. Within a matter of five minutes, Lou, let me tell you what happened today. I got a notification from you saying, can you do a lockdown now for Darius Slay's release? I go on Twitter, I see that Darius Slay is released. Five minutes later, I'm walking into the University of Colorado for their pro day, and Deion Sanders walks right in front of me. I didn't know what was more. Oh, surreal. I forgot Deion's the coach. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah, that was crazy. And I'm looking at my phone, I'm saying, I don't know what is more unrealistic at this point. We thought Darius Slay was going to be a surefire 2023 Philadelphia Eagle. They're going to restructure him. We thought that was arguably one of the first moves that they could have done right. in free agency, along with Elaine Johnson restructure, along with the Jalen Hurts contract. Well, we're working backwards here, we haven't gotten any of those three, and we thought Darius Slate was not going to be an eagle, much like we thought that with Fletcher Cox last year. And Josina Anderson mentioned that in her point that – or actually, it was Zach Berman, and Josina Anderson quote tweeted it. Zach Berman said – They got things done when Fletcher Cox was released and they were on that deadline. And Josina Anderson said, that's a very astute point. So she knows she obviously has some insight information that we are getting within the last couple minutes. It's weird. I I think back Lou, when free agency truly was free agency on this day, the last time it felt like that to me was when Alshon signed because you didn't know until 4 PM that day. And it comes out Alshon Jeffrey one year, $14 million, I believe, from Josina Anderson as well, which would be pretty interesting to tie that full circle. But you look at it, everything is changing in a matter of minutes. You thought they would have this done, but here they are five hours past the deadline of him being released, and he's still on the team. And that makes me believe that something in that building, some pushback, players Coaches. Well, he was named the captain Gino last year. That's what I'm thinking. Like, how do you get rid of this
0: guy? Yeah, and his wife Jen, they have embraced this city and they love him, and that Mm -hmm. goes a long way when you're trying to run it back and win a Super Bowl. And again, I understood why they did what they did. You would sign James Bradbury to a deal. He's three years younger right now. Darius Slay is 32 years old. He had a 20 plus million dollar cap hit. You designate him as a post June 1st cut, and you save. 17 million dollars in cap space and you spread out that dead cap number i but got not it. even
1: until 2024 lou that's the thing that well but if sense. you like, backload
0: a chauncey Gardner johnson deal then that money will help later on right, so but to we me we need it still the, sense. we need the
1: help now why why does the 17 million well, because if you, matter next year if you that's cut him. what i was well, trying because, to figure out
0: because jalen hurts contract is going to be backloaded because chauncey Gardner johnson's deal is going to be backloaded davante smith i think it was how saying i'm trying to get rid of all this dead cap now And so if they would have cut him with a pre-June 1st designation, they only free up 3 million right now and they eat 22 dead caps. So no matter what, he wasn't freeing up a ton of space. But for your logic, that's why I said, just keep him on the deal right now. Exactly. But if you're going to use that money to pay CGJ and Hertz and draft a corner, I understood. But if you can get something done here where Slay changes his mind and says, look, maybe my market's not out there like I thought it was for a 32-year-old, like Jordan Poyer, who went back to the Bills after he thought his market wasn't there. And maybe he says, I'm going to sign a team-friendly deal and prioritize running it back. It's There's still work to be done, and he's still, we don't know, and the restructure hasn't happened. But if you can find a middle ground here, again, you don't want to pay him what you did with Alshon in 2018. But again, if there's a middle ground, Darius Slay, even at 32, has shown little signs of slowing down. He's been incredible the last two years. And if you can run it back with him and Bradbury, I'm in. And you can still draft the corner.
1: The Elshon thing, I made that comparison earlier on Twitter that the, he didn't want to make that same mistake twice. And then I thought about that and yeah, Elshon fell off a cliff that year and you knew he was not going to be worth it. Right. And he wasn't the type of guy that's like a Ferrari type where Deshaun Jackson could just run forever. He's not going to outrun you. He, he had a certain way to win and that way. Didn't work towards the end of his career. Darius Slay is still super fast. He can run with 4-4 guys. He's unbelievably athletic laterally. He plays press. He can play off. He's a perfect fit for what they need in this defense opposite of James Bradbury. Common sense makes you think, yeah, they should have gotten something done with him earlier. But I get that he is a player and players should Want to get as much money right, as and he want an
0: extension, I've, and he want exactly he added on. GM. I'll never wanted, take the
1: side of owners right. not wanting to pay elite players, that's not right. who I am.
0: No, absolutely, I, that's why I think it makes sense for both sides. And again, if it was going to be Bradbury, CGJ, and a rookie corner, or you pay Darius Slay an extension, then again, I understood it. But mm-hmm. if this middle ground can be found, then I'm in, man, because Slay is an mm-hmm. incredible leader, he is still an elite cornerback. If you're going to run it back next year, Again, having a rookie corner, yeah, you had Sauce Gardner last year who won Rookie of the Year, and Derek Stingley was good, but if you can run it back with Slay and Bradbury, that's going to go a long way. So fingers crossed, man, because this really was the first
1: true CB1 you've had since Asante Samuel. I don't think fans have really embraced somebody in that secondary outside of a guy like Malcolm Jenkins and Rodney McLeod as that hero. Nobody had that love and affection for Jalen Mills and Bradley Fletcher, Carrie Williams. I had it for Zool, but that was pretty, that that was personal, but yeah, yeah, Darius Slay came here and has embraced the city in a way where I'm thinking of guys like Connor Barwin and his wife that they still live in Philadelphia. And I could see a Darius Slay always being a, a fabric of that Philadelphia type of mentality because he Talks the talk, and man, does he walk the walk. That's why people love him. That's why you love CGJ. That's why you love those guys in the secondary, the guys that can back it up with their play. And to look at this thing from a business point of view, Lou, it would have been terrible to see him go. My fiance was so broken up about it when I told her, but it is a business. But at the end of the day, the player has to think what's best for themselves. And Howie Roseman is the most puzzling to me right now because you saw what Stefan Gilmore went for yesterday. I mentioned that on yesterday's show. He goes for a fifth round pick. You're going to get 17 million in cap at best in 2024. I would have just rather said, cut him now, take the dead hit in 2023 when you already have all this freaking dead money on the books. We already know that from mm-hmm. all of these. De- I mean, you're still paying Brandon Brooks money, for goodness sake, and just get it done with and not carry it forward. Instead, you're kind of just continuing to kick that can down the road and pay on a credit card where it's like you either just have to end that type of circuit where you're doing that type of thing or find a way to get it done because you're not going to get a market back in terms of a trade. And he probably isn't getting the guaranteed money that he thought the Jordan Poyer example is a freaking darn near perfect way to put it maybe that market isn't there and maybe philly is the best option for
0: and maybe that's why this news has changed i do get it though gino from the dead money stints because if you think that the cap's going to go up each year maybe that dead money doesn't affect you as much but we'll see again this is a business i think both sides were very justified today i didn't love that he was going to be leaving even if he's still released but at the same time i understand the logic and i just hope they can get something done they did get something done with fletcher cox who signed a new one-year contract worth $10 million. Gino and I have our takeaways coming up next right here on this Wednesday edition of Locked On Eagles.
1: Before we continue to talk about Mr. 91 himself, Fletcher Cox, signing back with the Eagles, we have a message from the official sportsbook of the Locked On Podcast Network and the Locked On Eagles Podcast Fan Duel. If you are interested in winning some money, And when we get back to football season, we'll get you with LOE3, but it is midway through the NBA season. So folks, I'm going to let you in on a secret. The Sixers are hot and Joel Embiid is going to be the MVP. So if you want to get in on the action with a no sweat first bet up to $1,000 back in bonus bets, all you have to do today is go to fanduel.com slash lockdown or download the FanDuel app and you will get a no sweat first bet up to $1,000. So what does that mean? If you want to bet up to $1,000, it is risk-free. You're playing with house money. It is a win-win situation. If you win, you're going to double your money essentially. And if you lose, you're going to get your money back. Where do you ever get that? Oh, FanDuel, the official sports book of the Lockdown Podcast Network and the Lockdown Eagles Podcast. Make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sports betting partner of the NBA.
0: We're continuing on this Wednesday edition of the show, recapping another crazy day. The Eagles, we thought we're going to release cornerback Darius Slay to clear out some future cap space after paying James Bradbury. Maybe it's to help pay CGJ and Jalen Hurts. And then suddenly about 30 minutes ago, we heard that Maybe not so fast. Eagles and Slay are trying to work out a restructured deal to bring him back for 2023. Gino, somebody else they brought back, and I'm more of a fan of it than most are. Fletcher Cox signed a one-year deal worth $10 million to come back for his what 14th season? It's incredible Mm -hmm. that him and Brandon Graham have played and Jason Kelsey in Philly this long. And again, people don't think that $10 million is worth it for what's now a rotational piece. But Gino, when you look at the going rate for pass rushing defensive tackles right now. I mean, Delvin Tomlinson and Sheldon Rankins don't have nearly the production of Cox. Even in 2022, they both got $11-plus plus million a year. Fletcher Cox made less than them, and he had the seventh most sacks of any interior lineman last year with seven. So I think this is a great move. He showed that he, when he's fresh in a rotation and not carrying the load, that he can get back to his effectiveness of 2019, and maybe not 2018, but 2019 and 2020. And I didn't want to put all the pressure, as much as I like Jordan Davis and Milton Williams, I didn't want them to have to make up for, what, 18 sacks between Hargrave and Cox? I,
1: I think that would have been too much pressure. $10 million for what Fletcher Cox brings beyond his what he does on the field. I mean, his leadership, he is a leader on that defense. And if you're going to go into next season with Milton Williams and Jordan Davis being your only two returning interior defensive linemen, I know. thought you would be in tough stretch dire straits, man. Like that's going to be tough to put two guys in there that have never been starters in the national football. And game. Jordan
0: Davis has never been an effective pass rusher, even in college. You know, you were basically asking Milton Williams to take over to for be the only guy. And Cox.
1: Yeah, exactly. And, and Dominic and Sue, and Linval Joseph. I mean, right. you're going to bring one of those four back if it's Fletcher Cox, which it is for $10 million. That's such a, a value deal. Lou, you said it. I mean, God, look at what Sheldon Rank. I saw that Sheldon Rankin steal. I'm like, man, yeah, the so guy's- was a 10.3. I mean, in- yeah, and he's rarely 3? ever healthy. He's a good player when he's on the field, but yeah. hey, Fletcher Cox is always on the field. The guy is an iron man. How many times have we seen this guy get wheeled off the field and Barely. comes back out there and made huge plays for you? It's a one year deal. I mean, th- it, this is a bargain, Lou. You, you can one year deal him. Until he retires. And that's what we said they were going to do last year when they cut him for 24 hours. We thought he was gone. He comes back on a one-year deal where they saved money on the cap and brought him back for 15. You save $5 million on that 15 number and even more than what his cap number would have been if you didn't cut him last season. So you have to look at what that difference is. $10 million is nothing because you're not paying Javon Hargrave. You only have Jordan Davis. You only have Milton Williams, who are both on rookie contracts. You're more yeah. than likely going to draft another rookie to fill that interior defense. Oh, they're going to position. still, you know, I still would without pretty a pretty doubt. take a DT in the first two rounds without a doubt. And you're seeing how the league values them, the money that's going out to these guys and the Eagles probably were the first team to go down that road when they saw how effective Fletcher Cox and Tim Jernigan was when Tim Jernigan left, they went on to Malik Jackson. They brought in who else did they bring in from Seattle? Why can't I think of this? Oh, Bennett. Why couldn't I think? Oh of yeah. It? Michael Bennett. Yeah. Michael Bennett. Yeah. They bring in Michael. They love these guys that are three techs, can pass rush, can play the edge, can play the interior. I think Fletcher Cox is going to have a profound effect on how your interior depth and your youth develops. You need somebody in that rotation to teach them that position. Last year, you bring in guys like Endomic and Sue, Linval, Joseph. They know what to do. Yeah. They've been around. These guys are still young. They're still trying to figure out what it is to be a starter. Fletcher Cox isn't going to be a starter. He'll be half a rotation type of guy where he still put up seven sacks for you last year. and That number, I believe, is probably going to be the floor for him yet again this season. Yeah, Gino, that's the
0: thing is like Milton Williams and Jordan Davis are going to have a much higher expanded role this year. And so you need a guy like Fletcher Cox oh, to be able to spell them and, and not have them totally carry this load. And again, it's only a one-year deal worth $10 million. If you love Kalijah Cansey from Pittsburgh, if Jalen Carter falls from Georgia and you want to move up, you can still very much do that. Again, they were rotating six guys at this position last year, mm-hmm. even with Cox back now you still have lost three players potentially if you don't bring back sue and joseph so i think it's a good deal and when you compare it to hargrave me and you said it for really since last summer we kept mulling back and forth like yeah we know hargrave's a better player than cox right now but if cox is a lot cheaper doesn't make more sense to go with Fletch? And he's 11 million dollars cheaper gino i think is hargrave better than cox yes is he 11 million a year better
1: i'm not sure if javon was 27 then hell yeah for sure but he's 30, he's 30. Right. yeah exactly and you have to think about that if Howie Roseman is going to right his wrongs he's not going to do that with Javon Hargrave and Javon Hargrave has the biggest deal in the entire interior defensive line market for a reason yeah. And I'm sure guys like Jeffrey Simmons who are the next to be extended are loving seeing that because Jeffrey Simmons is coming off of his first contract. Javon Hargrave is on his third now and Fletcher Cox saying that he took that team friendly deal, man, that just, that makes my heart happy. I because, didn't think he was going
0: to do it, man. I didn't think he would do a BG did and, you know why, Mary, and maybe even slay. Now it, it goes a long way in saying how much players love to be here.
1: There was one of the Eagles defensive line coaches a couple years ago that got fired that had just bad things to say about Fletcher Cox and say and was saying, like, he wants to go out and get another bag, and he was always, like, money-hungry and money-chasing, and I never felt that with Fletcher. Like, I always thought this guy wanted to play for Philly. He was he a free loved last Philly. year, Gino. Exactly. He could have left
0: last year, too. They literally cut him, and he still said, I want to come back.
1: I, I've always loved him, and how can you not? He's yeah. been ahead of his time. They drafted this guy that that wasn't really a position that you saw past rushing three tech. And I'm sure fans at the time were like, oh, okay, this is a, a solid pick, but you didn't know that he would be a 14 year player going into his 14th year, still making double digit millions. Good for Fletch. Good for the Eagles. I still think they have a chance to go out and make another move. I still like the idea of Poona Ford. Potentially. I think that'll be cheap comes into the system that he already knows, They're going to have to bring in another body, Lou. You said they rotated six guys. They only have three at this point in time. They're going to need others. I mean, they have guys that are on the practice squad, but you need guys that played NFL snaps in the interior. When you're taking on 900 pounds of man between a center and two guards, you have to have veteran presences that know what it takes to compete in that position.
0: Yeah. I think me and you have been more pro Fletcher Cox over the last two years than most. And I think a lot of people didn't love Larry. this deal. I saw some comments of, Oh, how he's doing what he did in 2018. He's getting too emotional and keeping players. I don't think so for 10, like, yes, if he no. paid him three years and backloaded money and added a bunch of term like with Alshon or he kept bringing back JP, then yeah, I totally under or trade for Deshaun Jackson, but mm-hmm. Fletcher $10 million for one year isn't a huge investment. And as a rotational piece, again, he had seven sacks last year. That was, one of his best seasons that he's had in his entire career. So I'm a big fan of this move. You did not want to lose all of that veteran depth on the defensive line. And keep Brandon Graham, Fletcher Cox, James Bradbury, Darius Slay. Potentially, I think things are looking up. If you can pay CGJ, this offseason got off to a bad start with all these losses. But right now, this team still looks like they are primed to be the top the NFC. want to get into that coming up next to wrap up this Wednesday edition of Locked on Eagles. And guys, today's show is sponsored by Ultimate Football GM. You've heard me talk about this mobile game for a long time throughout the season. It's been so much fun. I love playing the role of a general manager, as you guys can tell on this podcast. During the offseason, you got to give this game a try if you love it too. It's not as easy as you might think to create a dynasty. When you play Ultimate Football GM, you get to control and manage every strategic aspect of your team as you play through seasons and lead your team to glory trying to build a historic dynasty. You're responsible for hiring the right coaches and coordinators Managing all the finances, including negotiating player salaries and terms, navigating through free agency, the draft, player personnel issues, all the ups and downs of a season, all in this challenging and realistic game world. Ultimate Football GM is completely free and playable offline as well. Lockdown Eagles listeners get a 100% free boost to their franchise when using the promo code ON in the game store. That's LOCKED ON in all caps, so make sure to check it out today. To download the game, just visit ultimate-gm.com or look it up in the app store. That's ultimate-gm.com, Ultimate Football GM. Start your dynasty today. All right, Eagles fans, we're wrapping up this Wednesday edition of Locked on Eagles. What a crazy few days, Gino. Monday, you lose, well, last Friday, you signed Brandon Graham. Monday, Jason Kelsey says he's not retiring, but you also lose TJ Edwards, Javon Hargrave, Marcus Epps, Andre Dillard. Yesterday, you lose Kazir White, but you pay Rashad Penny. You also bring back James Bradbury and Boston Scott. Today, you think you released Darius Slade. Now you're trying to bring him back. You bring back Fletcher Cox. Miles Sanders goes to Carolina. I mean, it's just been absolutely nuts, but a joy to cover it on this podcast. And with all that movement, man, you look at, and Aaron Rodgers leaves the NFC today, looking at the quarterback landscape, looking at the guys the Eagles have been able to retain on this roster, I still think they're going to be running the NFC next year. And Kelsey said it on the Rich Eisen podcast today that as long as they get number one under center, they're always going to be competing for championships, and I truly feel that way as well.
1: Is Jalen Hurts the best quarterback in the conference right now?
0: I don't think it's close. I mean, upside-wise, you got maybe Lance eventually, maybe Fields, maybe Kyler Murray, but like proven players right now, it's it's what? Matt Stafford and then the mid-tier Dak Prescott, Derek Carr, and uh, Kirk Cousins? I mean, hell yeah. I don't think it's even
1: close. Who isn't looking to replace their quarterback in this conference? And I thought it was funny yesterday in our lockdown yeah. group chat. The host of the Locked On Cardinals podcast, Alex Clancy, said, "How many first-round picks will it take for teams to trade up for Caleb Williams?" Insinuating that Arizona will probably hold the first overall pick. I didn't want to say it to him. They might Caleb take Williams. Him. Yeah, exactly. They've done it before. They I might take would Caleb Williams. Yeah, and they might trade Kyler Murray. You're think about it, Lou. Jalen Hurts. Has already outdueled Kyler Murray, in my opinion. I I think when we watch twice. that game side by side, twice, yeah, side by side, both games, I'll take Jalen a hundred times out of a hundred. Kyler Murray with the leadership stuff, I that contract thing doesn't sit well with me. It, accountability is the one thing at quarterback and above anybody else. Jalen Hurts is the most accountable guy in Philadelphia, if not at the position in the conference right now. And yeah. You have to try and compete with him, in my opinion. You now have to compete with Jalen Hurts. You have to go and find a way. And for Arizona, that might be taking Caleb Williams. It might not be Kyler Murray. For the New Orleans Saints right now, who really knows? For the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, good luck with Baker Mayfield. Whatever Carolina is doing. Green Bay... Jordan Love, it should be fun, but we'll see. He's been on the bench forever. Justin Fields has a high ceiling, but still a lot of stuff has to happen. You could go through all of those teams, Lou. Nobody seems close. No, It's the Eagles. I think the Giants are doing some good things. I still think Dallas will be competitive with what they're doing outside of the NFC East. Who's who's the competition outside of San Francisco? But do they have a quarterback? No, they don't.
0: Exactly. And it's not that it's just Jalen Hurts, Gino. They still have this entire offense intact outside of Sanders, who, by the way, congrats to Miles. It is hard to get paid as a running back out of four year, $25 million deal in Carolina to rejoin Deuce Staley and to team up with Frank Reich for the first time. Look, I wasn't going to give him that deal in Philly. Much rather pay Rashad Penny like $3 compared to that (laughs) contract. Pennies but, on the dollar. No pun. But props to booby man. Again, he, I think was underappreciated here and it's tough to get paid. So get your, get your deal, but the offense is intact and you retain your top three edge rushers, your top three, three of your four double digit sack guys last year, Fletcher Cox had seven. You've got Davis and Milton Williams. Sure. You lost both linebackers, but we love N'Kobe Dean. You might be bringing back both starting corners and your slot corner and like I know you lost Marcus Epps, but you know I'm still very confident they're going to pay CGJ. That's the move now. That I don't care what else happens, even if they end up releasing Darius Slay. If you bring back Chauncey Gardner Johnson, I'm feeling good heading into the draft.
1: You have to. You have to. Yeah. And Zach Berman made a point today after the Darius Slay release, saying that the Eagles never draft for need. <clears throat> Excuse me. And oh, at so ten, they, they, they wouldn't force that. They wouldn't force that need of cornerback, but then you you said it perfect. But when it aligns with the talent of the draft, the Eagles would do that. They did it and with Jordan Davis. They, they did valued, it with Cam you know? Jurgens. They do it over and over. They are proactive. It's just what they do. Why would they not? Even with Slay, if he does come back, even with Jim, why would you not take Christian Gonzalez or Devin right. Witherspoon at ten? They're the te- they're two of the top ten best players in the class with Jalen Carter. That whole fiasco right now, it, you might be saying we might have to trade up for one of these guys. To get yeah. a top caliber player in a deep draft at corner, it just aligns perfectly. Why would you not? They, they've they done it time and time and time again. And look at the quarterback who we're talking about. We all thought that was nuts to take that guy. Well, ding, ding, ding. They were proactive. Things didn't play out the way they wanted to. And there you go. You don't know what's going to happen with James Bradbury, even though he signed that deal, even if you do sign Darius Slate, corner is a tough position to play in the National Football League. You have to be young, you have to be able to run, and you have to be athletic. As soon as that ceiling or that cliff falls off, yeah. look at Jarrell Rivas, man. It was like he was all pro, had a great season, and then he, he was unplayable within his right? Namdi Asamoah. We lived through Namdi oh Asamoah.
0: Yeah, and that's why, again, I would understand their hesitation to give Darius Slay an extension. If the restructure is not right, I still say, as much as I hate to see him go, I understand it, because you have that 10th overall pick, and I'd rather pay a 24-year-old mm-hmm. versatile safety in Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, but cornerback is so valuable that I'm saying bring back Slay and draft a corner. We'll get into it eventually on one of these podcasts, but the uh, we need to change the way we talk about drafting for need versus best player available. It's not that black and white in the everybody that thinks they're smart about the draft says do not draft for need and it drives me absolutely crazy because nobody just drafts the pure best player available if you have all these young players at a position mm-hmm. you're not saying well there's a linebacker that's like positional value goes into it your long term needs short term needs there's so much to it so people saying they're not drafting a corner at 10 to me, is blasphemous. They wanted Sauce Gardner and Stingley last year, I'm sure. I'm sure they would have took J.C. Horn and Sertain. I'm getting into the rant now. we got to do it for another show. But you guys know it's definitely coming for you because the draft is around the corner. But the Eagles still have a lot of moves to be made. We've got you covered on tomorrow's show and Friday. We'll see if next time Gino and I are on this show. Darius Slay is back in Philly. Is he released? Is Chauncey Gardner-Johnson re-signed? What's the future with Isaac Sayamalu? This Jalen Hurts contract finally yeah, going to get
1: weird. done? Why yeah, hasn't Isaac signed yet. That makes. I'm not no sure, sense
0: man. Weird. I thought he was going to cash in. Maybe he still will. So we got you covered right here on Lockdown Eagles, Monday through Friday, on all podcast platforms and on YouTube as well. And check us out on Twitter at Lockdown Birds. I'm tweeting like every five seconds at TBHasiLOE L O E at GC24 underscore football. I'm a trigger finger man. It's it's uh, I'm just impulsive in that way. But we'll see you guys tomorrow. Thanks as always for making Lockdown Eagles your first listen every day. Also. Make sure you check out our new podcast as your second listen, Locked on NFL Scouting with the Draft Dudes. From free agency to the draft, salary cap management and more. Join NFL experts Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino as they take you through what it's like to build a successful NFL franchise every Monday through Friday. Find Locked on NFL Scouting with the Draft Dudes wherever you get Locked on Eagles. For Gino Camilleri, I'm Lou DiBiase signing off. As always, thank you for downloading. Thank you for watching and listening. Let's go, Birds.
1: Fly, Eagles, fly.